Assalamualaikum, hello Selamat siang, selamat malam Depending again when you listen to my podcast Kita akan sambung We'll continue with our discussion on Legal perspective relating to Health, safety and welfare On construction site Last week I stopped at slide number 22 On which we spoke about the um, general duties of employers and self-employed persons to persons other than other than their employees tanggungjawab duty employer ataupun self-employed person kepada orang-orang yang bukan pekerja mereka session 17 OSHA Akta OSHA telah mengatakan memberi peruntukan perkaitan perkara berikut tersebut ok today this week we will continue our discussion Um, on duties of occupier of a place of work to persons other than his employees guys um, it is normal situation that you might rent a house kita sewa rumah siapa pemilik rumah tuan rumah kita pemilik bukan kita penyewa tetapi if we are the penyewa if we are the in the word occupier of the house kita bertanggungjawab kepada orang-orang yang masuk keluar rumah kita so that is exactly what the session is all about is it duty of occupier of a workplace to person other than his, his employees this is provided by section 18 what will be the duty of the occupier so occupier has been defined in section 3 as a person who has the management or control of the place of work sound familiar or not contractor are the management and control of the construction site so in that scenario he is the occupier of the place meaning once he is the occupier of the place he owes certain duty under the law in particular under the set clause of say, uh, Akta OSHA Okay, so you owe a duty once you are the occupier. Section 18.1 says that the occupier must be occupier of non-domestic premises, bukan rumah, can be kilang, can be uh, construction site, made available as a place of work or as place where they may use a plant or substance provided for their use there to persons not being his employees, bukan pekerja dia dan bukan Uh, made available as a place tempat tu tempat uh, pekerja okay, or place where they may use a plant or substance provided dalam tempat tu to persons yang bukan pekerja mereka and this occupier shall take such measures as are practicable to ensure that the premises tempat itu all means of access there to keluar dan masuk jalan keluar dan keluar masuk available for use by persons using the premises dan safe selamat daripada sebagai risiko kesihatan meaning kalau you adalah occupier you ada management and control of certain place you kena pastikan keluar masuknya selamat you kena pastikan uh, apa, the, keselamatan orang yang even not your not your staff so dalam satu keadaan di mana you ada management of the construction site you ada pekerja you buat kerja fine dan datang orang CIDB contoh untuk buat lawatan datang kontrak uh, sorry consultant 
Dia bukan pekerja kontraktor tersebut. Konsultan adalah konsultan maybe an arkitek or maybe an QS, maybe a I mean, I don't know, engineers datang to the site untuk buat to to carry out with their duties there. They are not the the, the staff of the contractor, but they come to the site. You as the occupier who manage the site, who have control over the site, is responsible under Section 18 to make sure that jalan masuk keluarnya ada dan keselamatan, kesihatan, all these people are taken care of. Okay, clear kat situ. Section 18.2, on the other hand, extend the discussion of Section 18.1. Okay, what did he say? Section 18.2 Uh, a person by virtue of a contract or lease or otherwise an obligation of any extent in relation to the maintenance or repair of a workplace or any means of access data or ingress therefrom so you dalam section 182a it says that you be the occupier under the act as uh, uh, given the duties to maintain kalau rosak to repair the, the the site in term of the access keluar dan masuk ke tempat tersebut you have to you have to make sure that that happen you have to take take, take make sure that uh, maintenance and repair are taking place tak boleh kalau you punya site construction site you jalan masuk semua tak selamat everything you tak maintain jalan tu dan you tidak repair jalan tersebut atau pintu masuk keluar yeah, it's wrong under the act And subsection 2 pula of section 18.2 Subsection, sorry Subsection 2A to the section 18 Stated that the prevention of risk to safety and health That may also arise from any plant Ataupun substance yang ada di site, di tapak Okay On which the tapak, you are deemed to have control over it So yet again, let's apply it to construction site All the substance yang ada dekat site Missionaries ya, Chemicals whatever Kadang-kadang kita ada chemical Diesel Kita ada chart whatever Kita ada peruntung Everything on sites You kena make sure that You prevent the potential risk Involved with that material and whatnot. Okay On site Di mana you are deemed to have Control over it So it relates back to the definition of occupier Those who are Having management and control over the site So these are the things that You need to make sure You 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 make sure that it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't pose any uh, danger or risk to the people, not just your workers, but also to other people who are not your workers. Alright. So okay, let's finish with that. Let's move on to slide number uh, the next slide. Where it talks about Workmen's Compensation Act 1952, Section 26 of OSHA make it compulsory for the employer to maintain such insurance where it stated that every employer shall insure and keep himself insured with an insurer in respect of any liability which he may incur under this act to every workman employed by him so section ini mengatakan employer mesti ada insurance and keep himself insured the maintain insurance too Okay, in respect of any liability, sekiranya berlaku apa-apa tuntutan, uh, he may incur under this act to every workman employed by him. So, dalam keadaan dia punya pekerja menuntut something daripada dia in term of health and safety 
compensation dia nak bayar banyak orang tak ada duit nak bayar tapi by way of insurance dia mampu baru dia mampu bayar the insurance we pay on behalf because it is a risk management thing so the act OSHA act uh, make it compulsory for employer to have a workman's compensation act so anything happen to the workman dia ada berikut claim the insurance will pay bila uh, workers kena something dia akan minta tuntutan kepada majikan siapa akan bayar majikan tapi mostly kalau majikan tak ada duit tak boleh bayar tapi the, uh, bila majikan itu one the majikan uh, insured himself the insurance will pay for whatever claim made by the worker Okay, clear ya subsection 6 of section 26 mengatakan the second layer the second paragraph ya any employer who fails shall be guilty of an offence maksudnya kalau tidak ada insurance is an offence under OSHA so employer majikan mesti ada workman's compensation mesti ada kalau tidak dia bukan dia, dia bersalah di bawah akta OSHA apa dia punya hukuman fine as well as imprisonment so majikan must take care of this must take note of this Okay, the next slides okay stated about policy statement required for safety and health. This is duty of the employer too. Okay, the occupational safety and health policy is a written statement briefly stating what the, the commitment of the employer to provide safety, health, and welfare for the employee. The employee to comply with the regulations, and this policy statement must be displayed at the place where it is very visible to the employee most of the time kadang-kadang kita pergi tengok site this uh, policy statement is not there it's, it is there but it is hang dalam bilik bos bos nak baca salah it's supposed to be read by the workers so you kena gantung all this dekat tempat entrance tempat tukar baju you know, the locker side whatever so it is very reasonable for the worker to have to be reminded of the whole purpose there to be reminded by way of the policy statement okay this is very important for us to follow because it is required by the act as well okay employer also is required to notify the nearest DOSH Department of Safety and Health by the quickest means available either telephone ke fax ke whatsapp ke whatever Okay, in the unfortunate event of any accident or hazardous incident, industrial poisoning or illness that happen or may happen at the workplace. Look at the work there. The quickest means available. They kena bagi tahu. Kalau tak bagi tahu kenapa? It's still uh, it is an offence. Okay, okay. So duties. Kita cakap tadi so many times I've repeated the words. It must be practical. Section 15, I ulang balik ya. Section 15 mengatakan, It shall be the duty of every employer and every self-employed person to ensure so far as is practicable the safety, health and welfare at work of all his employees. So the question now is, what is meant by practicable? It is very, very subjective. Mungkin what is practical to you might not be practical to me. So this, this, the words has been, if you notice all my recordings, the word has been uh, used thoroughly. I mean, throughout the act, 
many quite a number of uh, section refer to this particular words practicable or practical so how you define it so the law has um, determined how we should look into the definition of practicable section 3 practicable refers to the severity of the hazard or risk in question B the state of knowledge about the hazard or risk and any way of removing or mitigating the hazard or risk the availability and suitability of ways to remove or mitigate the hazard of mitigate or has the hazard of risk and the cost of removing or mitigating the hazard of risk so practicable telah has been defined by section 3 of osha osha defined what is meant by practicable and 1 2 3 4 a b c d are the elements of practicable you need to take into consideration and if you look at number uh, d section 3d there it also involves the cost element okay kalau cost terlampau mahal is no longer practicable mean the, to impose it on the on the employer to do something to ensure that the safety and health of the workers are taken care of however if the cost is too too high it is can be considered as not practicable and he's no longer responsible under the act for example section 15 which requires him to do certain thing which is practicable for him to do so i hope you understand this this concept here yeah? although the, the law state is practicable the balance must be uh, put you must uh, have the balance between the severity the knowledge the availability and suitability of ways to remove or mitigate as well as the cost so it is again a question of facts where you need to uh, look into it and then you argue on it whether it is practicable or not for the benefit of uh, interpreting the clause of the act okay ha in, in, in looking at all this whether it's practicable or not you might want to look at the hazard okay as section 3 said about the severity of the hazard already in question so hazard is defined as anything that has the potential to cause harm ill health and injury damage to property products or the environment production losses or increased liabilities these are all hazard okay so um, it is important also to understand to define all the four elements with the hazard okay so it is like what we have we are having it now the COVID thing so the hazard of the virus we also have to balance between the 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 the, the, the cause and whatnot okay and then the, the the authority can come up with the with the PKP directions and whatever so it's all are balanced they have considered all these elements there before they come with a certain instruction so now put yourself into a smaller situation where you are the, the employer so in managing the health and safety and welfare from hazards as what was defined so you have to put all these uh, scenarios into consideration so uh, the uk uh, the court in the uk have uh, defined how you're supposed to do it 
Okay, it should be the duty, the same system scenario happen then, the duty of every employer to ensure so far as reasonably practicable. And this definition has been further elaborated in the case of Marshall versus Gotham. The court gave consideration to several factors such as cost, trouble, hardship and time. So it is applicable in the UK in their court decision. We have put it in writing in our very own Akta. Okay. Edwards was National Coal Board 1949 stated that reasonably practicable is a narrower term than physically possible. It's a narrower term. It's more specific. It implies that computation must be made. You can buat pertimbangan, perkiraan. That, that, and then come with it, the quantum of risk is placed in one scale and the sacrifice involved in the measures necessary for averting the risk whether in time, trouble or money is placed in the other. Like a penimbang. Kati. Okay? You tak ada dua penimbang kiri kanan. Which one is higher? Which one is well, wait, uh, lebih berat, lebih ringan? Lighter, heavier. Which one? So, once you put that into perspective only then you can decide the, what is meant by reasonably practicable as required by the law. Okay? So, there are many ways. This is uh, an addition to our legal uh, discussion. There are many ways you can do that. But, yeah, some, some authors have used the concept of ALAP in defining the hazard and the reasonably practical means to manage the hazard to ensure health, safety and welfare of the construction site. So, ALAP, A-L-A-R-P principle to test whether the controls, whether your measure have been sufficient and practically reasonable. So, what does ALAP means? ALAP means as low as reasonably practicable principle. Okay? You can look on the slides. Uh, the higher the, uh, I mean, the arrows there, the higher and the how when is it tolerable? Okay, you can look at the size and you can the, understand how the alert principle is being used. Risk cannot be justified on any ground. Then you 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 cannot. I mean, you have to let it go because it is very risky. Risk is undertaken if a benefit if desired and no need for detailed demonstration. So these are the ranking there. And it's tolerable if reduction in principle or cost gain grossly disproportionate or cost exceed improvement. Okay, kalau cost exceed improvement, you also shouldn't have um, carry on with it. Yeah, so so um, this these slides have illustrated how the ALAP principle has been applied. The elements you have to take into consideration when when they they define what is reasonably practicable. Guys, in the slide there are also guys in the slide there are also few other illustration. Okay, we have uh, illustration on examples of identifying and managing safety and health risks. Um, okay, the other side also stated about examples of identifying and managing risks. Uh, in cars, okay, the hazard is moving vehicle, the track is slippery road, the barrier to slow down, you have to slow down, the top event, you will lose control, so how to recovery, no, what are the recovery measures you should have, ABS, or go for training, better drivers, and consequences, if you don't consider all that, you might, 
involve an accident, injuries or fatalities. So basically these are not the legal, uh, really the legal stuff that we are looking into it but um, it's a good thing for you to uh, have an idea of how it works uh, in, in terms of in defining uh, this is how it relates to the law, in defining what is practicable but reasonably practicable for the employer or as well for the employees in managing the health safety on site. Okay, uh, in a nutshell, obligations of the employers toward the employees are uh, few as provided by OSHA. The employer is obligated to protect the employees, of course. How? By maintain, provide and maintain a safe plant and working system. Okay, to put in places, procedures, so as to ensure safety and health in the usage, handling, storage, transportation and whatnot. Okay and employers also obligated to provide information instruction proper training supervision not just for the new also for the old employees employers need to provide and maintain a working environment that is safe and the employer also need to provide the necessary amenities for example the ppe for the welfare of those who are working. So this in a nutshell to summarize the duty of the obligation of the employers. So uh, yeah, it's all provided in, section, in the sections of the OSHA. It's not fair if we just talk about the duties and obligations of the employers because employees also have its own duty not just to rely everything on the employers Basuh tangan and then whatever happened, not my duty, it's my, my, not my responsibility, but the employee's responsibility. No, that is wrong. The employee also have his own responsibility in health and safety. Who is who is an employee under OSHA? OSHA stated in Section Three, employee as a person who is employed for wages under a contract of service or in connection with the work of industry to which this act applies. Okay, maksudnya, siapa yang makan gaji, di bawah contract of service, contract pekerjaan, then he is an employee by virtue of OSHA. You have to remember that. Kalau contract for service, contractor buat project for the service dia dibayar, dia bukan employee di bawah OSHA. Okay, kena faham ya. So that is what meant by employee. And why is it defined? Why do you, do you need to define who is an employee under OSHA? Because employee, by by virtue of OSHA, will have its own varied duties and obligations. Yeah. So that's why we need to understand and define who their employees are. Okay. Employee also person who is directly employed by the principal employer on any work of or incidental or preliminary or connected with the work of the industry whether such work is done by the employee at the place of work or elsewhere this is very very interesting tanggungjawab employee okay directly employed by the principal employer on any work so on any work employee ni adalah siapa yang digaji secara langsung by the principal employer on any work ataupun incidental berkaitan ataupun yang diperlukan sebelum ataupun uh, connected 
with the work he supposed to do for example for example dia makan gaji potong rumput kerja dia potong rumput however before he can start with his job of cutting all the glasses there dia kena asa he need to sharpen his machine and he sharpen the machine not on the roadside he sharpen the machine maybe dekat uh, workshop maybe dekat rumah so this also considered as employee and part of the work so it's also regulated by the act Okay, so banyak berlaku kita dekat site that workers are doing uh, maintaining the machine or whatever is not really their work but incidental or preliminary or connected to their work then they also considered as employee and have their rights and duties to be performed by virtue of OSHA okay and uh, again employee also be defined as person who is employed by or through an immediate employer at the place of work of the industry or under the supervision of the principal employer or his agent on work which is ordinarily part of the work of the industry or which is preliminary to the carried on carried on in or incidental to the purpose of the industry okay employee also those who who is employed by or through an immediate employer at the place of work of the industry satu or under the supervision or the principal employer or his agent itu juga termasuk sebagai definasi employee di bawah akta OSHA and finally employee also those services are temporarily lent or let on hire tak semestinya pekerja tetap pekerja temporary pun boleh ataupun pekerja let on hire to the principal employer by person as long as dia masuk contract of service ok kalau ada contract of service sama ada dia tementara ke ataupun tidak dia tetap dikira sebagai employee dan tertakluk kepada akta OSHA so those are the definition of employees those are the group of people uh, considered as employees by way of OSHA so these people as defined by OSHA have their own responsibilities Okay, so responsibility of employees at the workplace, number one, every employee must be reasonably attentive so as to avoid injury. You can reasonably take action to avoid very own injury. You nampak machine tetap, kita dah, dah tak berapa nak sempurna. You must be attentive and reasonably take the action to avoid injury. Kalau nampak machine tetap sempurna, you maybe you want to... Uh, repair it or whatever report it or do something to avoid injury to yourself or others ok you must do that jangan sebab ah that's not, not my duty I just do it injury I, I tanggung I majikan tanggung tak boleh if it if it's practical it's reasonably it's reasonable logical for any person in that position if they look at the machine as not being properly maintained and still buat berasah saja, then you are now considered not performing your responsibility under OSHA I mean both side employer kena take reasonable practical care of the machine you also must be reasonably attentive to avoid injury if you notice that the machine is not in a proper condition second the employee must also be cooperative with the employer and others to fulfill what are the requirements of this 
uh, OSHA Act Pajikan Employer dah bagi PPE Pakai topi You pakai topi Tapi you tak ikat Can you still blame the majikan You cannot do that Ataupun So many time that we go to the site We can see The uh, Workers Dia pakai topi Because of panas Dia pakai dulu topi mengkuang tu Dia pakai topi mengkuang tu Yang it can It can um, uh, Shade him from The lights From the sunlight However The The total maximum usage of the helmet Is Jeopardized Right So kalau jadi apa-apa Can you blame the, con- the employer The majikan uh, In the way Employer also responsible If anything happen Because They are not being cooperative To fulfill The requirement of the law Okay um, It is also a responsibility Of the employee To wear or use At times All the protective equipment Given to him And to comply With any instruction Or measure On occupational safety And health That's why kadang-kadang selalunya big site they will have a toolbox meeting every morning okay to remind the workers of what need to be done what shouldn't be done and you must also make sure that upon that you follow all the instructions and measures okay all right guys i think um, it's now for the second week we will finish this off in the third week next week uh, by that um, in relation to our top, our subject here health, safety and welfare so do maintain your health, safety and welfare during this COVID-19 MCO and I hope everyone will stay safe and stay happy wherever you are thank you very much